This is John Barnett. And this is Terrence J. This is Generational Curse. Welcome. Welcome, Terrence J. We're glad to be here again, brother. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Man, I feel great. I am blessed. Good. And as they say, highly favored. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that, but I'm good. We'll take it. Nah. Good is enough. I'm messing with you, man. Good is enough. No, nah, but we do got another hot topic, man, before we knock him over the head. Something so nice. What's my purpose? What's my purpose, man? So many people are like frogs on a lily pad. Just floating around in life. That don't sound too bad, though. If you're the frog or the lily pad, <laughs> <laughs> you know your purpose. But right. if you're not, if you if you uh, you know, there's there's millions. I would say millions upon millions of people. They don't know what they want to do in life. They don't know why they're here. They don't know how to contribute to society. And we're gonna try to unlock that, unpack that a little bit. Maybe we can shed some light on the path of people trying to find their way, you know. Uh, so we're going to break this open, man. Uh, millennials. What's my purpose? You know, looking back at, you know, the civil rights movement, mm -hmm. you know, and, and more movements other than just that. I mean, the women, women's lib and, and other, you know, LGBTQIA, you know, those movements. Someone within those groups figured out a way to make it their purpose. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Uh, Martin Luther King. Somebody contacted him. It's, right. it, it wasn't nothing that he was like, well, I need to go and make a change. Yeah. Someone contacted him and said, no, I, I think you would be a great speaker to speak out. Mm -hmm. And he just spoke out. It wasn't nothing that they planned to do. He just spoke out. And then it, it was like... Cain fell on his lap. That's right. He said, you the man for this. Same thing with Martin, I mean, uh, uh, Malcolm X. And many others before mm -hmm. us, uh, Nelson Mandela. But I think that they had something within themselves to see change. Okay. So yeah. is that the millennials? Uh, are millennials purpose driven like that? Or is this falling on them like Martin Luther King? Or, or, or is, the, is the whatever that was within those guys... Is that already in your generation to to move forward? That's a good question. Uh, looking at, I think it's all the above. I mean, looking at the climate we're in today. Uh, so give give us an example. Then, what what type of movement do you see millennials really pushing? Um, the workspace, I do see that, and I also see, uh, you know, with the social injustice and all that. I mean, mm -hmm. leading out differently, but I, I do see it in the workspace. Okay. I do see it. I was, um, you know, I work at a college and we had a dialogue day where, you know, the students and the faculty and staff, you know, come together and they discuss some things. Excellent. But that was actually, you know, for this, so it would probably be Gen Z, which is, you know, in this group. But that was actually done a couple of years before Gen Z got in by millennials. Okay. I think it's like the third or fourth year that it's been happening. It was by mm. millennials to change. <laughs> The way of thinking in, in the workspace or even in school. So, and this didn't happen prior to that to that time. This is some mm -hmm. within the last what, like five years or so. Yeah, within the millennials had set up. Yeah, they had set this up. So, mm -hmm. and so it probably wasn't gonna happen. No, it was not gonna happen before then. No, it, it wasn't. It was not gonna happen. Yeah. So that was at college. So just imagine all around the college, you know, campuses all throughout America, mm -hmm. U.S. I mean, it probably looks that same way. I actually probably ran by millennials. Okay. All right. We're learning, folks. We're going we're gonna to unpack this. Um, from the Gen X side, I'm going to say, you know, uh, I hate to be funny on this, but we're like the hamburger between two buns, man. <laughs> <laughs> we just got stuck, man. We, we, there's no, I'm not saying we're not cause-oriented or driven by some type of purpose. But if you look at the age we are now, you know, most of us are looking at how was my retirement package looking? Of course. You know, and then you got like people my age who still got like I got a daughter still in high school. You know, so I got to take care of her, make sure she gets out the door. 
my parents aren't living, but a lot of people my age, parents are still living. And so they're taking care of their parents. So they're really just, that is their purpose. They're, they're working to survive, to uh, make sure that when they finally cut the rope with the job, that they got a nice little nest egg to, to sit on. And maybe, maybe then at retirement, a lot of people will find out what their actual purpose is. Now, having said that, there's still people that, you know, they're involved in, in volunteer organizations. They're, they're involved in churches and stuff like that. So they're, they're doing things that will be considered, you know, purpose driven. So do you, but, think, do you think that was part of latch key training? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We kind of had to, you know, you learn how to survive, man. You independent, but I mean, we adapt well to change. Right. But, you know, we, we got our heads down, man. We, we like the horse in the race, the blinders on. And we just, there's the finish line, and, and we're going to try to finish. So, I you know, and that. I know there's exceptions, but. I can see that because, you know, again, at that dialogue on, on college campus, a lot who were leading out were Gen X. And they had to, you know, lead out in these groups to, you know, to keep mm. the dialogue going. And some of them had no clue. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They had no clue. Ignorant to like, not ignorant, like negative, mm -hmm. but not having, Correct. like you said, no clue. It's like, we didn't know you guys felt like this or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you it's know, we like, raised you. Yeah. <laughs> we just didn't have a clue as to how, you know. Yeah. yeah. So we've got, we both got a mutual friend and He's a pastor. He's a, he's a, uh, I believe he's a chaplain. And then he does, you know, family counseling, marriage counseling, spiritual counseling, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he brought this concept to us about finding why you're here. You know, I mean, and, and let me just, before I say that, let me backtrack on this man. Uh, I remember having this. I wouldn't call it epiphany, you know, but I had a dog. Chocolate lab named Max. I couldn't stand Max originally. I loved him, but man, he ripped up carpet, tore up my fence, chewed up furniture. He's costing you some money. Yes. But the kids want him, so we got him, you know. But anyway, I looked at him sleep one day. And I said, He's at 100% peace. He's 100% happy with who he is. <laughs> Being the chocolate <laughs> You know, I, I don't think I'm crazy, but that dog, his goal in life was to please us, to be pet, to lick our hand, to go walking with us. His, 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 his ever-loving desire was to be a dog and to be man's best friend. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I'm sitting, I'm having this like moment, like he's more at peace than I am. <laughs> he knows exactly who he is. Right. I'm still in search mode. Mm -hmm. And so getting back to our friend, we're going to have him on uh, at some point in the future. He brought this concept out in a men's group. He said, if you find your calling, okay. you can find your purpose. I like that. Yeah, he did. I remember that. And then the position you get in can be established. Hmm. And it really don't matter what position you're in once you know those other two things. Right. So we're going to try to just nibble on that a little bit, not get way deep on it, but what do you think the calling for millennials is? Well, well let's define that first. Let's, yeah. let's define what a calling is. I actually wrote it down here so I wouldn't mess it up, but it's to discover and pursue one's true and inherent passion, skill, or vocation. To discover that, to inherit. That means you were born with a desire to do a certain thing. And I've met people, man, I, I met a young lady who was, uh, at the time she was 23, I was having lunch with her mother and another guy and asked what she does. She, she was a mortician, 23 years old, beautiful young lady. Never would have guessed in my life 
that she wanted to embalm people and deal with dead bodies and all that kind of stuff. And her mother said, she's been doing it since she's 16. She loves it. Wow. How many people you know? Because I'm pretty sure it pays well. You know, you never run out of customers. <laughs> <laughs> How many people you know, man? I don't know said, any. I want to be a mortician. And from that point, I started having this, I don't know, awakening in my mind that, that every person in this world is born to do a specific thing. I believe that. I believe that. So unpack it for millennials for us. What What do you think? Just, we go on a general view. Like, what is the calling you think that, that, that some of the callings anyway that you see in a millennial age group? I think we was born to shock the world. <laughs> <laughs> to shock it. Now, our way of thinking is definitely different from past generations. Because of inspiration that our parents, Gen Z, gave us. Gen X. Well, well yeah, yeah, Gen X, my bad. The inspiration is my mom always told me, you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. Hmm. So that took down a lot of, I don't have to go to college. You know what I mean? I don't have to to to, okay. to do the normal things that, or, or you know, I, I can go against the status quo. Right. Now, let's, let me, not, let me cut you off, but do you think your mother was telling you that and others in her age group because of what? They were told, yeah, I, and maybe the success didn't translate based on what they were told. I believe so, because <clears throat> she did the same or worked at the same kind of jobs that my grandmother worked at. Was mm. you know factory jobs, warehouse right. jobs. That's all okay. they had to offer. But she didn't want that for us, so she would come home. I think I you know told you she would hate it. Grandmother yeah. would hate it. Yeah, they took my grandmother's retirement pension, all that stuff. But anyways. So she come home and was like, listen, I want the best for you guys. Y'all don't have to do what I'm doing. Y'all can go to school. Y'all can not, but find what it is that you're good at. Mm -hmm. So me growing up, just I'd, I'd skip college. Eventually, you know, later on going in, in, in going to get a, a trade in uh, electrical, you know, low voltage. Right. Uh, which is actually great. I didn't have to pay a lot of money. When it came to student loans, right? Exactly. It saved me some, some money big time. <laughs> but just going for me, me, going through that transition in life, it actually helped me find out what my purpose was. Okay. I'm a troubleshooter. And that's how I've always been. I gravitated towards low voltage things because growing up, I used, had an, just intrigued about taking electronics apart and figuring what was inside. Mm -hmm. One day, um, something broke in my mother's house, and she wanted me to fix it. I said, I can fix that. I, I didn't even know what it was. I could fix mm. it. Open it up, find out that there was a mechanism in there that just wasn't working right. All you had to do was flip it. I closed it, put the screws back in, boom, it worked. Hmm. She was like, you're very smart. Oh, I don't think it had anything to do with that. I just think that sometimes... In life, people grow up and in their career, it just fit like a glove. Right. So that's how I am at work, man. It's just I'm, I'm a troubleshooter. But that also translates in the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. So if anyone comes to me with a spiritual issue. So give us an example. Like for an example, one of my buddies came to me. He said, man, I, I don't know what's going on with me, man. I'm, I got issues in these areas. And I want to, you know, put his business. I have issues in these areas. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to say, man. You need some rest or you eating, you ain't eating right. Right. Explain to me more. Mm -hmm. Tell me what's going on, really. Man, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I did such and such. I said, well, there it is right there. You know it already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it already. So now there's answers to fix it mm. spiritually Yeah. that we can go to. So you, like if, I mean, you guys, I'm pretty sure something's wrong with your cell phone. You call tech support. Or something's wrong with your TV, you call tech support, and they're going to say, was it plugged in? <laughs> right. They'll ask the right obvious on. question. You're like, man, I ain't stupid, bro. Right. It, it is plugged in. Well, no, they have to ask that to help them troubleshoot. So just asking the obvious questions in life will help. But anyway, so that translates to millennials is that we were taught to pursue what it, no matter what in, in life that we wanted. So once when we got in there, it fit like a glove. Hmm. So a lot of people that are leading out in activism today, it fits mm -hmm. like a glove for them. Mm. We we grew up kind of like in social adjustment, 
know, injustice environments mm-hmm. when it came to school, right? Well, there was no segregation, but you can see that there was some kind of um, discrimination, right? And we didn't like how we didn't like how it felt. So now we're leading out in those things, mm-hmm. especially in the workforce. Mm-hmm. So it's good that those millennials set up that dialogue day. It's good that a lot of millennials are are moving towards absolutely really really tearing down and breaking down those barriers. And and I like this that a lot of them are not black. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the uh protests. Yes. I would say majority were not black. Right. You know, when uh back in 2020 when all that stuff was going on. But you wouldn't have saw this during <clears throat> King's Day. They were no. all black lead now. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, granted, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of the opportunities behind the scene, whites were helping blacks. Yeah. You know, but but they weren't going to get out there. There were exceptions like Freedom Riders and people like that. They, they right. were some straight up heroes that right. put their neck and life on the line. But so just listen to you. So it's not money related. It's not money related. So you're 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 calling to be to shock the world, so to speak, in whatever vocation. It's not to go get paid. No, not not in any kind, because we're we're not millennials. <laughs> <aren't getting> <laughs> I don't know, man. They building all these condos downtown, <laughs> and yeah, these are young people. That's part of it. They, yeah. it Maybe in that aspect, when it comes to real estate, but as far as like going to college, right? Working through up the corporate ladder, you know that, that term. So it's it's uh it's college or real estate or you know tech school or it's not just go get your degree. Correct. It's go find what you, makes you happy. That's right. Okay. Look at YouTube. Yeah. Perfect example. That had, that was started in the millennial age, right? That's right. That's all you see on there. A lot of millennials, a lot of Gen Z, you know, uh, the majority too are, are some Gen X. You got a few boomers on there. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that you don't, it's not the money. So a lot of people started YouTube platforms to make awareness of things, right? Yeah. Show true. you how to do stuff. How to, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So how do we deal with then? Come on, we got the label, man. We talked about this in another podcast about the whole lazy thing. and Because you got, you got some... Some you got a lot of people, a lot of young people. They're saying that I'm gonna be an influencer, <laughs> but really they just playing 2K <laughs> or whatever the name of the <laughs> you know yeah. uh, 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 you know some of the, the, or the video them, games. Yeah, and, we're showing them on YouTube. They just playing, showing them. <laughs> yeah, playing, showing yeah. right, and, yeah. and and they ain't making. Maybe they making a little bit of money mm-hmm. from the ads, but 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 it ain't translating to. So what what help us out on that, man? Is that is that a small section of them? Is that have they just lost their way? Is it, what if they tell you? What if coworker A comes to Terrence and he's twenty five and he says, "Man, I'll quit my job to be an influencer, hmm. and I'm gonna play." Uh, whatever game X, you know, yeah. and show them. What are you telling? <clears throat> Man, I'm, more power to you, bro. <laughs> That's right. Do, do, do what you want to do. I but, mean, okay, but he 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 ain't. You know, he's in his mama's basement. He's. Uh, That's a different story. <laughs> yeah. So help us out on that, man. I mean, you know, I, I ain't trying to generalize the, but they, that does exist. It does exist, and that did not exist. In Gen X or Boomers, yeah. I mean, the, the, we didn't have the platform, yeah, right? So, and, and, and there's several, several answers to that. But me looking at it, if that was me in that perspective, then, or me being a parent mm-hmm. and looking at that, then you know, I think that relies on the motivation. But there are so many platforms to where he can make money, where he can be, you know, come successful, have a career, find right. a purpose. But I just think he might be a late bloomer. Uh, but you do see that mm-hmm. a lot where they want to yeah. become an influencer and just be on YouTube. And a lot of it could be a fad, mm-hmm. a lot of it. But he has to find something that will help somebody. I think that's the big thing. Playing 2K all day, what kind of help was that doing? 
That's right. It's only helping itself. Yeah, helping itself or just helping those who want to get to a certain level in 2K. But it's really not helping anything when it comes to social injustice. It's not really helping anything when it comes to making our environment or, you know, our world a better place or even our generation. Okay. So it it can be a a fad for him, but eventually he might catch the fire and he he might take off. All right. and, And somewhere... Not not showing people how to take the cake. <laughs> That's <all> right. <laughs> the games cost money. So you would say then that he, he needs to discover mm-hmm. his true passion. Right. His, the gaming, uh, it could be a true passion for some, especially the ones who create them. You know, I forget the name of the game, but it, it broke like the movie records. A billion and a half dollars in sales worldwide Ooh. in three weeks. You know, I just I, the name is it's it's one it's Black Ops. I just can't remember the uh, the main name. But three weeks, three weeks, man. It just this was like maybe six, seven years ago. You know, so you know the the latest ones coming out are probably doing better than that. Hmm. So millennials, what you're describing, then you had an inherent passion, and then you just started working it out, and then it came out in the rest of your life. Correct. You know, so you you a troubleshooter started. Your mother encouraged it, mm-hmm. and then you just followed the path. Right. Because the way that the brain works sometimes, man, is just muscle memory, right? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. that muscle memory still applies to every thing that you do. So right, you're okay. going to look at a problem. If if okay, troubleshooting. I have a problem with you know my laptop. There's a problem with my laptop. I need to know what's going on. I need to know how to fix it. It's got to get fixed. That same mentality will also come in relationships. I have a problem in my marriage. I there Something needs to be done here. Something needs to be fixed. What do I need to do? Hmm. Or what can be done? Okay. Then you start rationalizing and just going through all the steps. Babe, can we talk? What do you want to talk about? Well, you know, last week, boom. And now you start, again, asking those questions. And now you, before you know it, your marriage is fine. So let's leapfrog then into purpose. Because hmm. you discovered your passion, your skill, your vocation. And the, the definition for purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So one is to discover the what, and then the other is to discover the why. You know, why? Okay, I like troubleshooting. All right, why am I here to do this? You know, life is more than just tinkering with screwdrivers and, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's so, and I think you're starting to touch on it with, you said the spiritual mm-hmm. thing you brought up family issues or relation issues twice now. Let's flesh that out. Do you feel like why you have this set of gifts, skill sets is a broader picture behind that? I believe so. Uh, I think spiritually, that's the biggest calling. You know, because a lot of us aren't on that spiritual level. A lot of us are still trying to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, we did a DIY spirituality, right? Right. You know, do it yourself. A lot of us are trying to get there, but we don't know how. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have more people with that kind of mentality, it will help transition to get there. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I really you know like like doing that episode. But just looking at the millennials' mentality, because of technology and because of what was force fed through you know our society we had we didn't chose our environment mm-hmm. it's like our environment chose us right right so because of that we i think all of us have that troubleshooting mindset how in to one fix form or another. in one form or another how to fix this society or how to fix uh, xyz okay i got you soon as this bad boy go down <laughs> the mentality or if you throw in the water Every millennial is going to tell you to do what? Put in a rice. Right. That's right. <laughs> I'd be sitting there trying to figure out how to dry it out. Yeah, see? <laughs> Throw in a rice. That's it. Yeah. So I think that we, and you know, millennials, we have that mentality already. So we continue to work on it. Like right now, we, we are 
leading out in a bunch of areas when in the workforce, mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. society. We continue to do it in politics and do it right. Why have the politicians failed us for so many years, right? right. Ask that question. And then we can be able to figure it out. Hmm. If maybe greed or, or, or maybe the system was already set up that way. Well, let's change the system. Right. You know, it's funny, man. I was just sitting there thinking of this. Just side note, totally unrelated, but why do we keep getting these old presidents, man? <laughs> just, you know. See? With all this passion, you would think the the last few candidates were over 70. And our latest president will be 80 pretty soon. You know what I think it is? I think it's a form of discrimination. Mm. How so? Because. They don't want to let go? Is that what it is? Well, that. But they say that an older person has to lead this ah, society. Or generation. Okay. Is that true? Is that a, is that a true fact? That's oh yeah, that that's that's uh yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it does in some sense represent experience, right? And people are hesitant to turn the reins of power over to somebody that they view as less experienced. However, I, I wish Biden long life. <laughs> Same here. However, he's the stresses of being the leader of the large, uh, the the most powerful country in the world. Man, every president that I've seen in my in my lifetime that came in went into the presidency, they came out great, like almost fully great. Right. And it's just a lot of stress, man. And you know, but 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 could that be because of the stress? Then yeah, the I decisions, right, right. The decisions are, are are not the best because of stress. Yeah, and and age probably the the right. You know, yeah. I mean, at a minimum, if you're that old, you should probably get some younger people around you that has some fresh ideas and you know that ain't too far out there. But that's just a sidebar. I just, it just popped in my head. I'm like, man, that's true. It's, <laughs> that's <laughs> we keep getting these old folks, seventy five and up. And <laughs> yeah, we do. Nothing. We're not age discriminant, folks. We're not, you know, all of us had parents, but I'm saying to lead the country, it just needs to be an element of youth for health reasons, for mm-hmm. mental sharpness and all that kind of stuff. Right. So anyway, so we're painting the picture then. The, the millennial generation has some, they've been given some motivation. A lot. To discover their purpose. And then to act on that to figure out why. What am I? What's the deeper meaning behind that? And and you're saying most most millennials are troubleshooters in one form or another. They are purpose driven. Very purpose driven. So they they just don't want to go into the workforce and make money. They want to have something to do with changing the world, like environmental issue or or you know activism for gays or uh, or race. Or stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of our projects were like that in school. I mean, coming from, mm. you know, second, third, fourth, fifth grade going up, it was environmental problems that we had to fix. So that's why I said, like, somehow it's just troubleshooting, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So the teacher was like, well, you know, there's pollution issues. Figure out, you and you, two people get together, you know, you and a group, figure mm-hmm. it out on, on ways to, to fix it. Mm-hmm. So we all had to sit down and figure out how to fix pollution issues. Same thing with when y'all it, did this in school. Yeah, we did this in school, right? Mm. Yeah. So just that is across the U.S. You yeah. know, my group they did that across the U.S. I don't know if they're doing that today. They might be because of climate change, and you know. Yeah. Uh, but we did that then. Mm. So now we're seeing solar. I mean, we even they even brought solar in for us. He brought in uh, the batteries and solar panels and. All this other stuff, and wow. we, we were making fans, solar fans in school. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's news to me, man. It was pretty cool. <laughs> no, but we had a jump start on it. Mm-hmm. And then so we're starting to see it really come out. So a lot of us are now starting to find our purpose. If you let them get off of YouTube and stop gaming, we'll have a yeah. lot more. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But but just to ask Gen X, like, so what is it when it comes to a calling and purpose? Well, you know, a lot of emotions running through my head as I'm sitting here. You know, I'm like, I didn't learn about solar panels in school <laughs> or saving the planet, for that matter. Oh, uh, oh, by the way, we had Captain Planet. He's <laughs> yeah. our hero, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So you got to understand what was going on and what transitions we were making. You know, we were coming from the Cold War generation, you know, so Russia versus the U.S. We, we grew up in that. Uh, a lot of us grew up in, we, we grew up in a lot of transitions. Coming out of the Vietnam War, you know, and and then uh, during my lifetime, that's when uh, Nixon resigned as the president, Watergate scandal and all that stuff. Right. Transitioning from back to the new political regime or whatever. You had the birth of the moral majority, which uh, tied evangelicals to the Republican Party so the uh, the spiritual the church basically tied themselves to the state right. with that so there, there was a lot of transitions that were taking place and there wasn't a whole lot that you looked at and went yeah I think I want to change the world you know I mean discouraging kind of I wouldn't call it discourage because you know you know the the wall fell in in uh, in East Germany in nineteen ninety one I think eighty nine ninety one I mean that was a big huge development. What I'm saying is the world was changing, right. and so if it's changing, what do I need to do? Hmm. You know, I, okay, well a little pollution, okay, yeah. It'll get better. You know, yeah. uh, we went from uh, like leaded gasoline to, to unleaded. I mean, you know, it, stuff was just take, take, yeah, it was changing kind of, obviously it wasn't on its own, mm-hmm. but, you know, so, hey man, MTV, let's just watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> so there were no causes, you know what I'm saying? It, right. The, the, the causes were done, so to speak, uh, you know, civil rights movement was in the sixties and most of us were either babies or not born mm-hmm. during that time. So we didn't really. We heard that secondhand. We didn't experience that. We just got taught what was happening. You know, uh, the whole, then the drug culture thing came in. So a lot of us were getting hot, right. you know, like like some of our parents. But it, it was worse because there was no crack in, uh, in the 60s. And now you got crack, heroin, all this kind of stuff. So from the outlook of purpose, <clears throat> I would say, uh, you know, a lot of us might still be trying to discover what that actually is. You know, because once once you you know you you raising yourself a lot of times. There was a lot of divorce back then, so parents are splitting up. You're trying to figure that out. You know, uh, which which you know bad stats for kids with divorced parents uh, just shoot through the sky, and so. You're just kind of trying to make your way, you know, so you start getting in the workforce. Now, nah, maybe I'll be a doctor. Maybe I'll be a basketball player. Maybe I'll be an architect. Maybe I'll be a mechanic. Yeah. You know, knows the word. Maybe. Maybe. You know, what? What? what is going to make the most money? That's really what was pushed. So get you a, go to school, get a degree. And. Find a job that's going to pay you well. Dollars. Yeah. Based on money. Hmm. And that's the push. You know, there was no purpose tied to that. So, you didn't change the world through your job. So now you said that when you know, I read the article where it says 54% of Gen Xers are unhappy with their job position. Yeah. Yeah. And unhappy doesn't mean they hate it. Or that they're not getting some type of fulfillment. They're obviously getting paid from it, but it ain't pushing that inner thing. Yeah, a purpose. They they, yeah. they, they, they need a purpose to, to, to know what it is that they're here for. Right. Yeah. And so that's one of the huge differences, man, with Gen X and millennials is if you talk to a Gen X, man, they're not going to tell you they're changing the world on their job. They don't care. I mean... There's something to do, but that that awareness probably came from millennials. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's funny, man, that during the dialogue day, that's what, you know, one of the, my coworkers were telling me. Uh, oh, man, we got this dialogue. I hate it, man. You yeah. Know, we don't need to 
It's already <laughs> this right. is already a good environment. You know, yeah, it's like right. No, it ain't. They just marched over here talking about you know hanging black folks. Like yeah, it's not a good environment. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So you know we we done been stuck in this work mode, man. You know, got got it. You know, there, there was this uh, commercial back in the day with uh, Dunkin' Donuts, man, and this this guy. Don't forget to make the donuts or something like that. Got to make the donuts. And they showing this dude. He wakes up, goes out the door, comes back home, and he says the same slogan. Don't forget to make the donuts. And he just and finally, the end of the commercial, he actually meets himself at the door. <laughs> he working so hard that he meets himself, and that's like. That's us. You know, you just describe Groundhog Day. Exactly. Because in that movie, that's exactly what happened. It, it was over and over repetitive, and he got tired of it. Yeah. But imply that to career-wise or work-wise, and you get up every day, you do the same thing. Yeah. And then he couldn't shake it, and he tried to kill himself many times. <laughs> right. That didn't wake <laughs> it, him up. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't change nothing. So when I'm, I, I hear it. And I see it because of what you guys were taught right. subliminally. Right. And also verbally. Yeah. You didn't have any anything to show you how to change the world or how to change this or how to change that. That's right. Yeah. Matter of fact, that was kept separate from your job. Really? So you went and volunteered, you know, Red Cross, uh, church, food bank, something like that. That had zero to do. With what you did at work, there there was really no connection on. Okay, our you know our company is going to our company is going to give to as a company, you know not not the the board or the owners or the but our company is rallying around the the, the children's home in yeah. X Y Z city. No, I, I, I'm gonna ask you this question. This might be crazy for some, but how do how do you feel or Gen X feel about recycling? I think we've caught on to it. Okay. But but initially we didn't care. You know, I guarantee that. Oh, I know. <laughs> My mother, when I come home from school, when we found out about it, you know, that's what they were teaching us, recycle yeah. plastic paper. And then we're gonna send you home with these bins, right? Yeah. And then we wanna see you separate and come back. Right. My mom's like, what is that? Oh, we recycling. You ain't, you ain't got to worry about it. Just throw it away. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> throw the batteries in the trash, the yeah. light bulbs, whatever. Yeah. Put the TV in the trash. <laughs> throw the computer in the trash. They'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah, that's... Uh, I yeah. was hammering my mom about recycling. <laughs> no, man. You know, yeah. tires? No. <laughs> None of that, man. It that, that That is a new concept probably within the last... I, w- I would say countrywide. Probably did start on the West Coast somewhere maybe in the 70s, but... Uh, for the, for us to grab it, it took a minute, you know, because we were like, okay, what's that guy doing anything? Yeah. Matter of fact, back when I was a kid, man, they used to show this commercial with this Native American guy. And you see all this trash, I think smoke billowing out of, and he's in his native garb and he's crying because if everything is polluted. Do mm. you know that did absolutely nothing to me? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's a commercial again. <laughs> I, 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 this might be, you know, off track, but what got me is uh, the egg. And when he took it, he cracked it. Psst, this is yeah. this is an egg. Yes. Yeah. This is uh, what happens when your brain's yeah. on drugs or something. Right. Like yeah. That, right. Yeah. This is your brain. Yeah. This, this is your brain on crack. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was like you brought out, you know, the drug epidemic. Mm-hmm. We grew up in an atmosphere of dare. You know what I mean? Dare to stay yeah. off of drugs. Dare, you know, we volunteered. Yeah, police to, program. That's whatever. right, the police yeah. program. We all, I, I went faithfully. My mom had me in there faithfully. Mm. You ain't going to do this. You ain't going to do that. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least she tried. But it kind of did put some things in my mind because they end up showing now what happened because they had data. They, ah, okay. they done research. Right. Like the young lady who, you know, mortuary, mm-hmm. they do all topsies and all that. They go above and beyond where they end up splitting it open and they find out what drug did to those who mm-hmm. overdosed. Okay. And then they end up showing those pictures to us in school. Mm. I ain't never did crack in my life. <laughs> right. No hair Amen. no nothing. Uh-uh. <laughs> Might smoke a little grass, but other than that, no. <laughs> right. I'm stopping there. But yeah, so <clears throat> just looking at the mentality that Gen X have when it comes to you know, purpose, calling, and whatnot. So you're saying, like, it ain't there. No, no. I, now, 
Here's what happened, though. Here's what I believe happened. As we got older and we had children and then we start raising the children, then the, the lights start cutting off. I see that. That's why my mom was always telling me, do it. Whatever yeah. you want, do it. It's like when we're younger, it's just like, go at it, man. And that's that's probably a, a function of being young, but also of our background, our upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we were just kind of watching stuff, partying. You know, I watched this one documentary. It said the 80s never ended. And just think about all the stuff that came out of the 80s, man, all the just unique and strange. You know, you had groups. I don't want to name no names, but they were strange. man. I came out of the 80s. <laughs> they were strange, man. I mean, and, and that's just kind of just kept metamorphosizing. You know, we partied a lot. We, you know. Pretty scared thing. me. Yeah, I mean, he was. I was a little yeah. kid. We're looking at you know watching music videos and all this stuff, and Prince just scared me. <laughs> this you could just see this manly man, but then he looked like a woman. Yeah, he and, you know he finally said he's both. Wow. You know he said I can't figure out which one I am. Scared me, man. Yeah, you know that that's kind of the traditional stuff was transitioning out. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I was raised in the seventy, you didn't see. Men dressed like women. But that started coming in in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then it just started, that bridge just, so now it's like commonplace. Men wear dresses, women wear men's clothing. You, you got one one thing I saw, uh, this person was dressed up like a baby. I mean, literally, in pampers and <laughs> strange, man. Yeah. But that kind of stuff is like common now. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's weird anymore. Yeah, you know, I, a lot of people. I know why I'm still scared now. But I still see all that. <laughs> right. See a man walking down the street. You know what I mean? No offense, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I was explaining this to our youth group the other day is that, you know, when you put a man in a dress and you put him on TV, your natural reaction is to do what? To laugh. They yeah. do it in uh Yeah, that's right. A comedic It's setting, a comedy right? thing. Yeah, that's a, right. Yeah. But if you do it in real life and you see it on the street, if you laugh, it's going to be, you know what I mean, offensive. Yeah, it's offensive, but right. You want your natural reaction and when you see it up close in person is not to laugh. Yeah, that's true. I'm, you're shocked. Like, you don't know what to do. Yeah. So, but for me, growing up, seeing men dress like that, you know, in the 80s, I was born in 85, so, you know, seeing Prince wear, you mm-hmm. know, Rick James, all you see all of that and you just, you're just scared. Yeah. I, I, I literally ran to my mom and just, she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, you know... <laughs> See his hair flowing, makeup on, and mustache. You're like, wow, absolutely. That fool don't look right. <laughs> That's right. That's just a natural reaction, man. To uh, but the more people have seen it, the more they don't react like that anymore. You know, right. I mean, I, people still do, and you know, I'm not necessarily for a man wearing a dress, but um, you know, this is what they're doing, man. Right. So, you know, our purpose now is starting to be discovered. But we're kind of trapped because now we're in our 50s. And if I leave this job, you know, that's what that's the dilemma you're in now to to go find my purpose. You know, and, and, and the purpose may not pay well. You know, I mean, I like to draw, man. But artists don't make a lot of money. <laughs> and you got to get discovered and all that, man. And that's the stuff you're supposed to do when you. 18, 19, not 50 something. Right now, watch the flip side of that. Artists today now are making a lot more money because they show you how to do it on YouTube. So, when you get on YouTube and you're just doing your drawing and just making it come to life. Yeah. So, Bob Ross today mm-hmm. would be a billionaire. That's true. I remember him. He, That's yeah. to do Afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching Bob Ross on PBS, yeah. man. Just he, a little here. Just yeah, little yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> pretty trees, pretty trees. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but just. So if he, and I think he's probably still got a lot of views on YouTube if you just look him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. does. Yeah. But because now we have a platform, you know, millennials have. See, and that, that there, there again is the difference. Uh, that platform was just not available. You, know, it, it, you had to go somewhere and get discovered some kind of way, you know, with that type of music, same way. You know, there wasn't you post a video on YouTube of yourself. Mm-hmm. You had to start going to clubs or wherever and playing churches or whatever. And then somebody, you know, hope somebody finds you and then you right. 
and, and go I, up the chain. I had a question for you before I forget. So what? So what happened then? You know, you know the calling and the purpose because you know Gen X. You've seen that they revolutionized a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They changed a lot of stuff. Right. I mean, you you guys were purpose calling all of it. You know, back in you know eighties and nineties when it came down to music, you mm-hmm. changed the, the music scene. That's true. You also changed the way that technology worked, right? Yep. You, but what happened, like along the road, like money? If you look at it, Jeff Bezos is a Gen X. Right. How much money is he worth? Man. <laughs> Do you hear him getting out talking about saving the polar bears? <laughs> now, I'm sure his company, or maybe he has a foundation that gives to, you know, some, some yeah. Like Bill Gates. Now, I don't, I don't even know how old Bill Gates is. He might be in the boomer generation, but I'm just saying he blew up starting in the 80s. Right? Microsoft. Bill Gates wasn't talking back then about he wants to give all his wealth away before he dies. Climate change, right? Yeah, now now he's on that. Now he's on, you know. So I'm saying it started clicking, but first, the initial thing is is money. We we didn't start off that way. Right, yeah. You guys started with, okay, we're going to change the world. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do it through this. We're going to do it through that. And we're like... We're just gonna make some money. <laughs> we'll give to this cause, but let's go out here and get paid. You know, that's funny. You know, being being in Indiana and, and, and living in Indianapolis, you know, I, when I first moved, I seen the Don's Gun commercial mm-hmm. where he says, "I don't want <laughs> to make any money. Just want to sell love guns. to sell guns. That's, that's right." But you but can John tell he, was getting paid. You can tell he wanted to get money. <laughs> that was it. That was his spiel. Mm-hmm. His little marketing catch to, and it worked. Yeah, you can tell by the smile on his face. <laughs> right. It looks so he crooked. He was getting paid. That's right. You know, yeah. So we, you know, getting to our calling thing, the struggle was to find the purpose, and people are now finding their purpose in an older spot in their life. And then the struggle is now to, okay, well, what do I do with this? You know, how can I, here's the why now. Well, why am I here to, to, I'm on, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm working at the post office and, you know, I'm just moving boxes, letters, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm having this awakening. Like, well, what I, hey, something better for me. Now, how do I then carry that out? You know, I'm finding my calling, you know, the inherent thing in me now, maybe it's to help people find their calling. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I see myself more as a, motivator personally you know motivate people to do things whether it's to succeed in business or find a spiritual calling or whatever mm-hmm. uh but again because the ingrain of making money is so deep it's a, and, and then there's legitimate reason you know you got grandkids now you oh, got yeah. children of your own you, you may be helping taking care of your parents you can't jump and go save the world and leave that job but then we've got to find a way to still get that fulfillment of why we're actually here in the world, you know? And I think personally, that is a spiritual calling. That's, that's a spiritual aspect. So maybe I can't quit the post office. I got 20 years in really sweet pension and, 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 and benefits to <laughs> when I retire but maybe there's some folks on the job that's struggling with addictions. And now I learn how to pray for them or counsel them or lead them to somebody that that's their profession, you know, and their specialty. Mm. Maybe I'll start, okay, I, my, my day is over to make the big, huge bang difference. Right. But I can make a small one mm-hmm. and I can make a lot of little small ones that could lead to. That's right. To bigger ones. To, to a big change. And as you was talking, you know, the Gen X mentality is I've been on this job and I'm I'm gonna keep it. Mm-hmm. Though they're unhappy. Millennials and this younger generation, Gen Z, man, we change jobs like socks. <laughs> yeah, just bounce. Bounce. <laughs> Though we might come in and they say, Well, you got this kind of package and you know, benefits and all that other stuff. And we're like, that don't hold that don't hold me. 
Yeah. That, that ain't going to hold me. I don't care about that. See, and in the same manner, you couldn't hire one of us talking about, we say, the polar bears. No. And, and, and again, hey, I'm all for that. But that ain't going to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, one, one of the things we offer is our organization donates to, say, the rainforest. That ain't going, I don't care what Gen X you are, you looking at what's the salary? Yeah. <laughs> we can get to that later. When I start working, we I'll yeah. donate to the right. save now, the trees. But now, and I get that. Some of us probably do it to millennials, but yeah. I am one of those. They probably think I'm crazy. My family and friends was watching this, but no, I, I do consider that. Mm. I'm like, man, man, I go home and tell my wife, man, did you know that they, you know, do this, contribute this and that to this? Mm. She's like, no, I didn't know that. I said, man, I really like that. Mm. Because again, it <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> because it causes change. Yeah, right. We can see a big change because the rainforest, you know, that is one of the things that helps us. Yeah, that's true. It that's true. I, see, we we I mean, I cut you off, man, because I had I I was just thinking. Mm-hmm. I think what it's boiling down to is you guys see the big picture, right? And we're looking at it like this. You know what I'm saying? Where neither one might be wrong. It's just that our station in life now doesn't afford me to say, I'm going to make this change and we're going to save the rainforest. I'll say, I'll plant a tree. You know what I'm saying? I I, I can do that. That's good. And, and we do. You know, I mean, it. <laughs> hey, I planted my tree, Terrence. <laughs> Come over and check it out. Right on. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think, man, that that's where uh, the coming together is starting on this purpose thing and calling is you've got to do what you can do with the station that you at. Mm-hmm. You know, uh you, you can't. Some some people can make this move. Some people can jump off their jobs and become a missionary or social activist or whatever. <clears throat> but most people can't. And but I think we're getting aware. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I may vote a certain way, but boy, if we don't have no trees, we in trouble. Most definitely. Or or if the bees all disappear, if the bees all disappear, bro, all of us are gone. It, it, <laughs> It don't make no difference what generation you are. It's it's over. It ain't no point in getting a garden. <laughs> That's ain't right. Gonna you ain't going to have nothing to pollinate. So let me ask this question then. Would you say. No, I want to. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hit ahead. that one point because yeah. I watched a documentary. I think I shared it with you or I shared it with our viewers last time and our listeners. I remember watching a documentary probably about two weeks ago about mm-hmm. the deserts. Okay. Let's just say one out in Egypt somewhere. Right. But there was actually a desert in China. It was dry as dry as a bone. But what they end up doing is researching out and say, all we need to do is plant grass. Hmm. All we need to do is get our herds off of it and let it sit for about a year or two, and we're going to have some grass. We're going to have trees. We're going to some some of them was like a little hesitant. This is not going to work. The community came together. This wasn't it wasn't a big government, you know. Mm. But the, the community came together on, on change. And then eventually it did go to the government. So they ended up petitioning and showing the government, you know, what it would do. So the government invested, put their money into it. But they end up turning that all dry desert into beautiful greenery. Wow. So deserts can be restored into hmm. habitable that's right. land. So Israel, I forgot where it was, a place in Israel, they found, you know, those Chinamen did that. Mm-hmm. And one of the one one person who was documenting documenting that story, whatever, back in the 90s, what he ended up doing is now they called him out. Israel called him out, said, look, can you document or, or show us how they did that? Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, I could do that. So he went there, showed them how to do it. But they already put into practice. Um, in Israel, it was like a desert area, but they end up fencing probably, you know, 200 acres off. And they told, you know, their farmers to keep your herds off of it. So they did. Mm-hmm. But then the first year, they started grass, seeing grass coming up. Mm. And then here's the thing. The native trees, the native things started coming back. 
Really? So when those negative things start coming back, then those animals start coming back. Mm. And when those animals start <laughs> coming back, you know what I'm saying? Like it just yeah. started to re- so we see that picture. Mm. We see the big picture. Okay. So in I politics, like right. So in politics, we see that there's going to be a change. So when Obama come on the scene, he says, change. That's all you had to say to us. We was on board. You mm. had to say nothing else. Yeah. But that was a bunch of, you know what I'm saying? Was, <laughs> we, right. we got change. Fell in line. Change, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we, short change. <laughs> but so just looking at what you're talking about from Gen X perspective and the millennials and you know, all mm. our generations today, I think that with a young president coming in, right, mm-hmm. with this mentality, even let's just say a, a Gen X president comes in because we have boomers in. Boomers been presidents for a while. Right. Bro, Obama was a Gen X, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was Gen X. See how old is he? I don't yeah, know. He was in his forties. He probably early Gen X, late or boomer. Late boomer. So he was stuck so right around that line. Yeah. yeah. He's a boomer. Let's say that he's yeah. a, he's a boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. But he. A long, no, a president with that mentality, like you're saying, like if a Gen X catch the vision, right? Mm-hmm. What y'all have later on, had children later on in life, and then you caught the vision, like, man, we, we can make some right. kind of change. Let's see the long, the long go. So with that new president, 50, 55, I think that he'll catch the vision that the millennials have and younger generations, and then you'll see a totally different America, man, mm. for the better. If he does it for the better and not just do it for money, right? Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a tough call, man. It's gonna be a tough uh, it is tough. Usually uh well, that's for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will cover why such a man is not allowed in office. Uh oh. We'll we'll talk about that. Also we got one coming up on Can the Planet Be Saved? Mm. Can we save the planet, Terrence J? I don't know. Let's go back and look at Captain Planet. <laughs> so let's 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 bring this to a to a to a close to a conclusion, man. On you know, uh, I I need to look that up, man. I need to, that that is very interesting. It just shows that we can change. We can we can do things together if we uh, put our minds to it and allow room to to grow. But how do you get to a point where you you know? I mean. We at the end of our life cycle, so to speak, and it's like, hey, that desert's over there. This is America. <laughs> we we good, you know, but we all in this thing together. How do you get it there without making a political, you know, having an agenda? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times that's that's what's happening. Is it always has ties to it? I think most people want to. Uh, they do want to help the environment. I do. I think. I think most people do. I think most people, or a good number of people, don't like racial injustice. You know, uh, some of them are afraid to come out openly against that because they're worried about how they're going to be seen and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But at some point, you got to get to the point where. So you guys are taking the lead on that kind of stuff. So close us out on. What's the best way? Give us a couple of steps or some ideas on how to turn the corner, how to get our hands to the plow on uh, making some of these changes, being purpose driven and find our calling, all that kind of stuff. I think uh, two people can make a change, right? Mm-hmm. Man and woman get together. They made a change. That change happens. Boom. You got a baby. Right. And now you got three people. And eventually I've, Family of three looks like a family of five. Mm-hmm. So it can start off with just two people. So if you get a community together, just two people in the community who's focus driven, you know what I mean? Who, who, who wants to see change in that community. Mm-hmm. And then now you could take the proper steps, you know, go, go to the county city building, right? Mm-hmm. Get your permits, do what you need to do. They don't cost much. Right. You know, they don't cost a lot. See what you can do to plant trees. You know what I mean? Just two people. But then eventually Two more people or one more person come in and say, you know what? I like what y'all was doing. I seen y'all do that on the east side of town. I really thought about doing that a couple years ago, but you guys did it. Is there any way that I can be a part of that? Because not only east side of town, but it's, it's like the west side. Mm-hmm. So can we do that over there? Oh, yeah, let's do that. 
Well, can you show me how? Well, we went to the county city building. Boom, 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 boom. So I just think if two people can come together with the same idea, with the same mentality, or with the same vision and goals and dreams and aspirations, it can be done. Oh. I'm, that's what my mother showed me. Mm. That's all. That's what. That's what she showed me big time. All right. There's hope for Gen X, brother. Oh, there's hope for all. <laughs> that's right. Boomers can change too. <laughs> yeah, anybody can change, folks. Yeah. You heard it here. We're trying to help dig out these issues of purpose and calling and your purpose is, is your why, your calling is your is your what and what's inherent in you. Ultimately, you place that in a vocation, some type of position, and you've got a fulfilled life, Terrence J. Got to, man. We all have to have a purpose to make this world a better place. We're going to sign off. This is John Barnett. This is Terrence J. We'll talk to you on the next one. See you later. Peace.